Welcome back, everybody, to the SOS Stacy on Sports Podcast Show. We on episode number two, episode dose. I am your host, Stacy Cardi II, and today I have a very special guest with me, uh, Ben Okazawa, out of the dot Toronto, representing yes, the uh, Crown Hoops website, the Crown Hoops podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ben, what's the word? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good, man. I'm glad, glad I could come on, man. This is like your what, like third podcast now, so <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and get on all, all, all three of them if I can. Hey, you heard now? That's what, that all that matters. That all that matters. You heard now? All right, we gonna do what we never done before on a podcast episode. We gonna talk about football. We gonna talk about the NFL. I wanna see how your uh, football acumen stands out. I wanna see what your knowledge is. But first, before we even get into that, we gotta go with this breaking news, this developing story coming out the NBA. Let's do what we do best, talk about the NBA. Right. A major star has demanded a trade once out. And that star name is Russell Westbrook from the Houston Rockets. Demands a trade. Uh, rumors are going around saying that Russ is unhappy with the direction of the offense. Uh, I don't know exactly what that stems from, but that's the rumor that's out now, and he he demands a trade. Meanwhile, James Harden, who has been a part of trade rumors himself, says that he is reported that he wants to stay with Houston. Mm-hmm. It's reported that he wants to stay with Houston. But Russ, he wants out. Uh, what's your reaction to Russell Westbrook demanding a trade from the Rockets? Uh, I mean, I had seen the reports that they were both a little bit uneasy with the situation, given, you know, Mike D'Antoni had left. And uh, just at the same time, I mean, we saw Russ stay in OKC for so long because he started out with them. You know, he made it to an NBA Finals with them. He owed them loyalty. Uh, but I don't think he, he needs to owe any loyalty to, to the Houston Rockets. They lost in the second round of the playoffs in five games to the Lakers. Um, doesn't seem like the Rockets can really ever get over that hump. And I mean, at this point in his career, I'm sure he's looking for a contender. And someone said that he wanted to be the floor general again, uh, whereas, you know, James Harden is sort of more that ball-dominant guy in Houston. Um, and I think a lot of people had questions early on before they started playing together about how they would mesh because they're both so ball-dominant. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I was surprised that he just outright requested a trade. I was shocked when I saw the news. I shot on uh, Shams. Shams put it out first. But, uh, yeah, no, I was shocked initially. Yeah, um... When, when you was talking about fit, that was my biggest question when Russ first arrived in Houston was the fit because, like you just said, him and Harden are ball-dominant players, and I was wondering how they're going to play off each other. I was wondering who was going to take their head as far as stats. Um, I mean, Russ did put up his numbers, but at the end of the day, you know, like you said, he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to create. He wants to do other things that James Harden does for their team. So – in the long term, the Rockets may not have been the best fit for him. But I am mildly surprised that he asked for a trade. I am mildly surprised about that. Just because I think I think both of them, I think they can work it out. I think they can play together. I mean, they they did a good job in uh with the Thunder in their younger days. But you know, the the Rockets, you know, uh they gave up essentially their size and therefore cost them this year. In, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I mean, I would say though, like for them giving up their size, that made it a lot easier for Russ to to drive to the hole because the paint wasn't clogged up. So like I I saw that as a beneficial move for him personally, but for the team overall, I I was unsure about it as I think we all were when we first saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that also the changes within the Houston organization got something to do with it too. They got a new head coach. They're gonna mm-hmm. have a new GM. Mm-hmm. You know, everything just. They, I don't know if they're doing an entire rebuild or I don't know what's going on or what direction they're taking, but it seems, you know, change is on the horizon for the Houston Rockets. All right, so that's out there. Russell Westbrook wants to trade. Let's try to dive into teams that he should go to, teams that he should go to. I, I wrote down a few. I want to get your reaction to the, to the few I wrote down. Um, I remember um, on Crown Hoops, we was talking about uh, the NBA. We was talking about, I think, I think we was talking about the, the what were we talking about, the regular season? I, I, I don't remember what we was talking about exactly, but I remember we was talking about um, the Miami Heat signing Jimmy Butler. And mm-hmm. I said that them signing Jimmy Butler sh- should open doors, should open the door for a big-name free agent to go there. And one of the names that I brought up was Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook would be a perfect fit for the Miami Heat. I think he would be perfect. Uh, he, you know, Russell Westbrook triple double three years in a row. You can't take that away from MVP. You can't take that away from. Uh, he would be a great running mate for um, Jimmy Butler. He would bring bring veteran leadership. Um, like I said, uh, I wasn't too fond of the coaches that he's been under so far in his career. Just because I don't think they did nothing to, like, I don't want to say nothing to transcend his game, but they didn't, like, make him more efficient. They should have made him a more efficient player. And I think he would get that with the Miami Heat, and then he will keep them in that title uh, contention. Uh, so I got the Miami Heat. Um, I was hearing things about the New York Knicks. I think from <laughs> – I think here we go with the Knicks again. Yeah. Uh, I think I think from a standpoint of him controlling tempo, controlling the offense, being that unquestioned number one guy on the team is good yeah. for him. As far as him winning a championship, no bueno. Not <laughs> no, no, not, not good. 10, so, 15 years. No, <laughs> the so I got them. And then I want to definitely get your react. And then uh, before I get to the, my last thing, uh, I think the the Knicks, as far as having assets, people that they can move around, you know, they can move around a couple of those power fours that they have. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, and I honestly around. think the Knicks could trade pretty much anyone and they'd be <laughs> fine. There's no one on the Knicks that I would be like, he's untouchable. Yeah, yeah, they got assets, they can move around. And the last team, I definitely want to get your reaction to this. The Toronto don't Raptors. Say, oh, don't say it. I didn't want the you to Toronto say it. Listen. Raptors. Listen, Fred, Fred, Fred Van Vliet's coming back, hometown discount. <laughs> but you know what? If you saw what Fred Van Vliet said today, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he was like, um, he was basically saying he wants his money. He doesn't care like where he goes as long as he gets paid, mm. which I respect that mindset. I mean, it's time to, to secure the bay. He was undrafted, so he's not making a lot of money right now. So, I mean, I, I respect it. I think he deserves his money. Um, I just don't think Russell Westbrook, I don't know. I don't think he would be a good fit with the, with the system. Um, I think he would probably be the most talented player on the team easily. Um, and with, you know, Kyle Lowry getting older and exiting his prime, 
it's it's a possibility that the Raptors might want to make a move like that, but I wouldn't expect that uh, getting him would push them past sort of teams like the let's say the Celtics and the you know Nets are are about to be at full health, and just other teams, other you know dominant teams in the East like the Bucks as well. I'm not sure if getting Russ would kind of push them past teams like that. So I wouldn't be a big fan of that move personally um, as a Raptors fan. But I really like I really like your Heat take because um, I think Jimmy Butler, really no one on that Heat team right now needs to be ball dominant, um, especially Jimmy Butler as their like number one guy. You would see games and you know in the playoffs where he would score like thirteen points or something, and he's not taking that many shots. And you would hear guys like uh, Chuck and Kenny and Shaq rip rip him for it after the game because uh, he's supposed to be that guy for the Heat. But if he doesn't need to be the guy taking all those shots, he can just be on defense and he can just be playing off ball and, and taking what he can get, taking good shots and just being efficient. That might be the best thing for the Heat. And then if they put Russell Westbrook in a position to succeed and they've got Bam out of bio as their center, so that provides a lot of spacing for, for Russ to get in. He doesn't have to shoot as much. Uh, so I don't I, – I like that. That's a, that's a good one, Stacey. You're thinking about it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I always think about these things. Uh, do you have a team besides those three that I mentioned that Russ mm. can uh, potentially go to? Wow. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone is going to kind of say the Lakers would be an interesting thing to see. I don't think it would work mm. out. I wouldn't expect it to happen. Um, but I know they would probably like a point guard other than, other than Rondo. They've got uh, LeBron running the point, which seems to be where he's comfortable. But like a true point guard, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they wanted someone like Russ. But I, don't, I, don't, I also don't think that would be that good of a fit. I would expect uh, either the Knicks or the Heat would be the best fits for him, like you said. All right, all right. Now let's uh, cross into uncharted territory for us uh, and talk about some NFL. We got to talk about some NFL. I love doing these uh, – what I call my mid-season reports. Most of the teams that play eight or nine games, so we're at that halfway mark, and teams are pushing for the playoffs or pushing for their number one overall draft pick. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. All right, who is right now the best team in the NFL? You know, I feel like the Steelers would be the popular pick here. Obviously, they're undefeated right now. Um, but even before the game against the Cowboys, in which they struggled in a really surprising way against a team that you wouldn't expect uh, at the time they were 7-0 and team to, to struggle against. The Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott has not been himself this season. Um, so to see the Steelers struggle like that against them was honestly pretty shocking to me. Um, they started the rookie at QB. They ended up putting in some, some guy I've honestly never heard of, uh, Gilbert. Uh, who took over at the end and played okay. But uh, I got to go, you know, I got to go the Chiefs over the Steelers, mm -hmm. partially because the Steelers struggled so much. But also at the same time, I think they're just the most dominant team, regardless of if they've lost one game. But I think they're the most dominant team in the NFL. Yeah, that, that, that uh, game against the Cowboys for me, that was like pretty scary. But, you know, if history is any indication, the Cowboys and and Steelers, they always play each other close. So I guess there's like a whole historic vibe going on with that one. But uh, I'm in agreement with you. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, despite having one loss, is the best team in the NFL. They're fourth overall in offense, and they're 13th in defense. 
Uh, the Steelers, they, they have a fantastic defense, even better than the Kansas City Chiefs. However, their offense is not up there yep. with, the, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're top five in, in turnover ratio. They're a plus eight right now. They're plus eight right now. They have Pat Mahomes playing at a very, very high level. Uh, they have a slew of running backs, Clyde edwards alaire Now they got Le'Veon Bell in the fold. Of course, you know, you still got Tyreek Hill. You still got yeah. Travis Kelsey. Their defense, mm-hmm. even though they may bend a little bit, they still got players like Frank Clark that can that can make some plays on their defense. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs right now are the best team in the NFL, and I give the Steelers an, an honorable mention. Yeah, I like that you pointed out Le'Veon Bell. To me, that was like, that was like the last infinity stone, the one that goes right there. <laughs> That just ended it for everyone else in the league, in my opinion. He was when he was with the Steelers, man. That was that was only like two years ago. He was a top three running back in the NFL, easy. So, for him to be now in a position where he's not on the Jets, which is like one of the worst franchises in in the NFL, um, it's scary to see. Alongside a passing passing attack that includes Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, I think he'll be dangerous. I think the whole team will be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs, consistent pick between both of us. All right, let's move on to the other end of the spectrum. The most disappointing team in the NFL, the most disappointing team, team that make us question what the hell they doing. <laughs> so uh, my team for this is the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, they're three and five right now. I expected them to compete and win the uh, NFC North. North, It hasn't worked out so far. Kirk Cousins, uh, he has not played that well, even though his completion percentage is pretty high. 15 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Just not getting it done fully in the passing game. Uh, their defense, 29th in the NFL, 29th. And I think, you know, them losing players like Xavier Rhodes, they, they let him go. Uh, Stephon Diggs, which I was surprised that they let him go. I think that has affected them. I think that affected them. And, um, you know, the only positive for them right now is, you know, they got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is balling right now. Lead the lead in rushing yards and touchdowns. But besides that, overall, the big picture, I think the Minnesota Vikings, the most disappointing team in the NFL. Who do you got for that? You know what? The, the Vikings is a good pick. I'll, I'll go someone different just for, just for, you know, different sake. But, uh, man, someone needs to ask Dalvin Cook if he needs a back massage right now. I feel like he's <laughs> – they can't pay Kirk Cousins that much money, and he's putting up – you said 15 and 10? I know he's been bad, but wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been all Dalvin Cook for them so far. Terrible defense. So, that, that's definitely a fair pick. I'll go I'll – go in terms of – sort of the team that's disappointed me the most throughout the season has been the Chargers. Mm. I didn't have high expectations for them coming into the season. In fact, my expectations for them for them were pretty low. But given the amount of situations they've been in where they could win these games, I've been pretty disappointed with them throughout the season. Um, as far as the team that I was, you know, most ex- had high expectations for and hasn't followed through, um, you know, I'd have to go with I'd have to go with the Niners. They, uh, and it's it's a lot to do with injuries, but they made the Super Bowl last year, and the Super Bowl hangover has been real for them, I guess. 
because um, their defense is pretty well intact. They had Garoppolo and Kittle back for a number of weeks, and they still couldn't really do anything. Um, they were both healthy against the Dolphins, got absolutely blown out. So for me, I expected more out of a Super Bowl contender from last season. Yeah, let me let me let me tell you something as a Rams fan. Let me tell you something, and you uh, already said this: the Super Bowl loser curse, except if you're the New England Patriots, is real. It's it's real. It it just it just happens. Like there's no explanation. People get injured, production drops, people leave. Like the fourth Buckner, they traded him away, which you know that was very very eye opening, but. It's just real. So me, far as the 49ers, I didn't have, you know, huge expectations for them. I still expect them to compete, to stay in games. And, you know, they have an okay record for what it's worth. But, you know, I, I expect them to have that Super Bowl hangover. I didn't expect them to reach the level that they, I, they probably overachieved a little bit last year. You know, going, what was, uh, what they went, 13 and 3, 14 and 2, something like that? Yeah. I think it was 13 and three, but that's definitely fair. I mean, at least you know how it feels to, to recover from a Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> Dolphins haven't been in a Super Bowl as long as I've been alive. So I'm, I'm still <laughs> waiting. Maybe this year's the year. Who knows? Well, yeah, we'll see about that. But uh, I, did you, as far as your Chargers pick, uh, I think the fact that, you know, there's a change in tide, especially a quarterback with Justin Herbert now in the fold, you know, they got something to do with them not closing games. Um, I thought their record would be a little better, but, you know, eh, I didn't have yeah. huge expectations like you had. Like you yeah, said. exactly. I mean, as far as just in-game, I've been pretty impressed with them, especially Justin Herbert. Um, I think by far he's been the best rookie in this class, which is saying a lot because Joe Burrow's been good too. Um, but I think Justin Herbert has, has really impressed me personally. When I heard that the Dolphins were trying to draft him, I was I was trying to tell him to stay away from that pick Tua. Um, but hey, he's he's been he's been balling. So respects to him. Um, and yeah, I mean they're just dropping close games, which is a, a sign of a bright future. But as far as just this season, they've they've kind of disappointed me in the fact that they haven't been able to win any of those games. Let's move out the the, the disappointment field. Let's go to the surprising field. Who's been the most surprising team? in the NFL thus far this season. Who do you got for that? Who's your most surprising team? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Raiders. Mm. Um they're looking like a legitimate contender right now in the AFC. Um and it's just obviously, you know, they're in the same division as the Chiefs, which means there's no way they're gonna they're gonna be the division leader. But I they're looking like a pretty safe wild card bet right now. And I didn't expect that coming in because I've never really been a huge fan of Derek Carr. Um, I think he's, he's always, he's their franchise quarterback, but he's always seemed kind of like middle of the pack kind of tier quarterback for me. Um, but he's, he's been impressing me this season. Uh, and then, then, you know, guys like Josh Jacobs as well, uh, had a good rookie season and is playing well again this season in the rushing game. So, you know, they've, they've impressed me so far and same with their, uh, same with their defense. So I think, I think I'd have to take the Raiders. I was thinking about the Raiders too, but then again, me personally, I, I expected the Raiders to put a little dent into the season. You know, uh, they do have some talent around their team. Defensively, they still got a lot to do on defense, but I always like Derek Carr 
as a quarterback. I always liked him. I always think he was a good quarterback. Probably not going to be, you know, top five at any point, but I always thought he was good. Josh Jacobs, like you said, has been pretty solid so far. But my surprise team, and I think you're going to love this, my surprise team is the Miami Dolphins. It's the Miami Dolphins. It is the Miami Dolphins. First of all, they're five and three. And not only that they're five and three, they won four in a row. Four in a row, including over my Rams. Now, let, let, let me let me let me go off on the tangent right quick. Let me go off on the Rams. Rams, how the hell we gonna let Tua in his first damn game? You you supposed to hit that man. What was Aaron Donald doing the game? What was Aaron? Did Aaron Donald have a sack? I was at work. I couldn't check. Did he have uh, a sack in that game? Did you watch dude, that game? First, yeah, I I watched most of it. First snap one of the first snaps on the it was the first drive of the game uh Tua got strip sacked by Aaron Donald so I mean and he returned it he took it back to like it was in the red zone and then they scored a touchdown from there so Rams jumped out to an early lead uh Aaron Donald was was Aaron Donald and then uh you know Tua didn't do anything in that game just so you know the defense was intact the defense was strong we had two defensive touchdowns if I remember correctly um and a, a special teams touchdown as well. Uh, Jared Goff turned it over four times in the first half. So you can't really, I mean, the, the defense was strong. You got to go, you got to blame the uh, special teams and the offense for that one. Jared Goff, God damn it. Wow, <laughs> Jared Goff. Yeah. I, try to, I try to believe in Jared Goff. Like everybody believes in, in Pat Mahomes. Like everybody believes in, you know, Tom Brady. Drew Brees, you know, just be good, man. What, what are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? He's making uh, it hard on you. Uh, I, I remember I did check the score while I was at work, and mm. I was it was 21 to 7 or something like that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But, you know, then again, it's my fault because remember on Crown Hoops, we was talking about, you know, our superstitions, and I said that I don't wear a gear during game days. I yeah. have my Rams face mask. Uh, that's but but they, still, but still. You were getting the Jared Goff said. That's what it was. Oh my God. See, <laughs> nah, think man. about think about the Rams. Think about the Rams. We always we do this every season. We beat teams. We beat the hell out of teams that are very good. Yeah. But then we always drop one or two games against teams we shouldn't have dropped. And that's what happened against the Dolphins. We should never have lost that game. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff just looks scared to get hit. He just looks scared to get hit. I think it was two strip sacks and two picks, I believe. Don't don't do that. Don't do that Mark Bolger thing. I had (laughs) enough of that growing up. But, yeah, Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on before, you know, uh, my head pops off. (laughs) MVP. MVP. You know, there's some names out there. There's some names out there for MVP. Um. Do you have one in particular? Do you have like a select few yeah. for your MVP race? I mean, I feel like it's a pretty obvious choice. His name starts with an R. You know who it is. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, my quarterback. <laughs> this man, oh, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I uh, do. I wish he was still playing, man. I love that guy. It's hard not to love. Um, not uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson. People are saying he his his case took a hit after that Bills game. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I think he's still probably the leader. Uh, but you also, as always, you got to look at Patrick Mahomes. And surprisingly this season, you're going to take a look at Tom Brady, who's who's been, 
you know, put, putting together a pretty, for me, a pretty surprising season um, at age 43. So I think those are kind of the, the three guys. And then you look at Josh Allen as well, who had, his performance had kind of dropped off a little bit. And then last season against the Bills, he, he came out, you know, gunslinging. So uh, those are the sort of the four guys that I would say, but I think Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are kind of, you know, at the top of that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, for what is worth, the Bills defense is supposed to be good. So mm-hmm. they, they were known to, you know, get takeaways. So that's supposed to happen. But you know he he's in my he's in my group, my and also I'm, well, I do want to shout out once again Daphne Cook leads the lead in rushing over 800 yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, he, he's pretty like projecting to have 1600 yards to finish with 1600 mm-hmm. yards, take that rushing title. So you know I, I do want to shout out Dalvin Cook and since you want to shout out your boy Ryan Fitzpatrick, I got to shout out my boy Aaron Donald. I got to oh, shout okay. out Aaron Donald. All right. As, long as, you don't, as long as you don't say Jared Goff, we're good. Uh, we're good. No, no, Jared Goff. Hey. He, oh. <laughs> but my leader right now, yeah, barely, mm-hmm. is Pat Mahomes. Okay, I think That's he fair. overtook the conversation. We just said we just agreed on the Chiefs being the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just agreed on that, mm-hmm. and he's second in the lead in passing yards. He's second in touchdowns passing, twenty-five to Russell Wilson's twenty-eight. But here's the thing that blows me away. This stat. You want to know how many interceptions he has? Doesn't he only have like one or two? One. Wow. Just one. That's like an all, all time. That's like, that's like all time great numbers right there. Just one. So if this man finished with just one interception, which I highly doubt. If he finished just one interception, below five. That's unbelievable. And for how much he throws the ball, how much he throws it downfield, they always have a great passing offense. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Aaron, uh, I do want to shout out um, um, Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah. at the point right now, he only has two interceptions. I remember he finished the season with just two interceptions not too long ago. So that's pretty impressive. But Pat Mahomes is my leader right now. Yeah. I mean, man, I would love – I like that you brought up Dalvin Cook and Aaron Donald because I would love to see – someone other than a quarterback win, win MVP every once in a while. I know it's, ha- I know it's happened before, but you rarely ever see it because the quarterback is the most important position in football. Like you have a terrible quarterback, but like a great running back or something like that, you're, you're not going to be a good team. Um, I don't know. Maybe even if the NFL did like a non-quarterback MVP award, because I think, I think we need to start recognizing guys like wide receivers. Like Michael Thomas. To them little participation award type thing. (laughs) You can't have it. I'm just, I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm just tired of seeing quarterbacks every year, man. Yeah. It it does get a bit tiring sometimes, but Hey, what can we do? Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, you know, this marketability. No, like that. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what we left with. But all right, here's a new segment on the show. SOS Stacy Own Sports Podcast. New segment I like to call Follow Your First Mind. This is where I ask you a whole bunch of questions. You gotta go with the first answer that pops in your head. And you don't know what I'm about to ask. So you gotta be on your toes. So Ben, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. I was born. Ready? Ready. Let's do it. All right. First question. What's going to happen first? A Steelers loss or a Jets win? Mm, Steelers loss. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I, the Jets, they oh, they 0-9. My version. 0-16. Oh, uh, I, I would be surprised. I can't really be still in the league 
where a team could possibly go 0-16. Terrible. And I think it would be hilarious if they're like tanking right now, because it seemed like they, it kind of seemed like they threw that Patriots game. If they're like tanking right now, and uh, Trevor Lawrence decides not to not to opt in for the draft, I think that'd be pretty funny. But uh, well, what happened to Sam Donner? He's supposed to be the hero. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Next question: Which old ass quarterback do you trust the most to win the game? Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Drew Brees. I think he's. I think he's probably. I think he's more talented. I would say. I think Tom Brady. As much as I, I hate it when people say he's a system quarterback and that's the only reason he has six rings, I think he definitely benefits from from what's around him and the system that's around him more so than Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is a more talented quarterback. I think Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, though. Which which rookie quarterback would you rather have, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? Mm, long term or right now? Long term, gotta go with the long term. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. I think because he he did it so consistently in college as well. Yeah, and one just, year in college, he only did, he only had. Yeah, one I mean year. with LSU, but that, that was probably the greatest like one of the greatest college seasons we've ever seen. You know, had you know uh, who had multiple great years? Justin Herbert. Wow, I mean, Oregon, <laughs> nah, they, they were okay. He was okay. They were probably, what, like top 15 for the most part, but LSU undefeated, I mean, I, I'm going to go Joe Burrow as well. I think his mindset, I would put over Justin Herbert as well. He's he's just tough. Um, he needs to start sliding more. I saw those videos and stuff. He's not sliding that much when he runs, but... I'm not. I'm not gonna just like jump at the bait and say Justin Herbert's put together a great, great nine games or great eight games, however many they've played. But I'm not gonna just just jump at that and take him over Joe Burrow just yet. Not just yet. Justin Herbert for rookie of the year. Yes. Yes. I for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Another. Another. Another question here. Another. Another. Another question. Um. Which team, if it comes down to it in the AFC, has the biggest inside track to reach Super Bowl? The Steelers or the Chiefs? I got to go to the Chiefs again. I think they're just way too talented and they have the better quarterback as well. Uh, I trust Patrick Mahomes way more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, as well, just the weapons he has around him. Like you can't have a rookie be your, your leading receiver. And, and Chase Claypool, who's Canadian. Shout out to him. Shout out to Chase Claypool. But uh, you can't have a rookie be your best wide receiver and and expect that to, to, you know, take you to the Super Bowl over a team that's got, you know, Chase Claypool would probably be like the third or fourth receiver on the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Last question. Last question. All right. In 2021, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., would not be a would not be a Cleveland Brown. True or false? True. I think I think he's going to go somewhere else. Um, I think he's. It has it just hasn't worked out in Cleveland. They have so much talent. I think they're one of the more talented teams in the league. If, I mean, you've got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Unfortunately, Baker Mayfield is you know he's not a terrible quarterback. Some people seem to be very like split on him. You've either got him like Baker Mayfield sucks or some Browns fans are like Baker Mayfield's like a top five quarterback in the league. I think it's somewhere in the middle. He's not awful, but I don't think, 
I don't think Odell Beckham can can see can succeed with with the Browns, and he hasn't so far. He's he's had plenty of opportunity. All right, there y'all have it. Follow your first mind. I I, I think you. I see a little couple sweat bees from you, but I, no, I I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> he's cool under pressure. Cool under pressure. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, before before we go and sign off, give our social media plugs, whatever. We we gotta have a fan moment here on this show. Mm-hmm. And that fan moment, we gotta talk about our squads. We gotta talk about our squads. You know, my squad is the Rams, and your squad is the Dolphins. They faced each other. Dolphins took it. But overall, the Rams, they going how I expected them to go. Um, I think we got robbed against the Bills. We should be 6-2 and two right now. But And then the loss to 49ers, I was mad about that because, you know, that's our, that's our rival. But then again, divisional games is always close no matter how mm-hmm. good or bad the teams are. But, I mean, we, we, we right there in, in the lane that I thought would be this season. Um, as of right now, we're the last seed to enter the playoffs, and I actually projected that for the Rams. Okay, I think they are a playoff team. Uh, like we alluded to, Jared Goff has to take care of the football. He has to That's take care true. of the football. He has to throw it a little bit better. Um, running game, I I don't know. We got we got to we got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. Um, I did expect Malcolm Brown to be a little bit more, but. Mm. That hasn't panned out so far. Uh, Cam Akers, I, I, I think he's – is he still injured? I haven't seen him in a long time. I think he's still injured. Uh, so, we got to do it by committee. But I, I like how our defense is playing. Our defense, mm. top top five in the NFL. But we got to have that offense to go with it. And we got to stop that. I, like I brought this up, we got to stop that. Beat two good teams and lose to two teams that we never should have lost to. You gotta stop doing it. That's that's gonna hurt the record at the end. Um, up here, I said that was gonna win about nine games. They're on track to win nine, about nine games. Yeah. I, yeah. I how how you feel about your Dolphins? I'm I'm honestly like you picked them for your most surprising team. I'm surprised as well. Uh, you know, we made a lot of big moves over the offseason that had me excited, and especially Coach Flores. I love him. At the end of last season, you know, we started off zero and seven. I think we ended up winning five games at the end of the season. So we, we were trending upwards from the, from the end of last season. And I think last season we were probably one of the least talented teams in the league. Like we were looking like the Jets from right now. Like no talent on that team. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting at quarterback or Josh Rosen, depending on the week. And uh, it's been a big, you know, jump this season for us. Uh, right now, five and three, we've won four straight, like you pointed out. Um, Tua looked good against the Cardinals. Defense looks great. Um, Emmanuel Ogba has seven sacks. It's like top five in the league, I believe. Um, he has a strip sack in each of the each of our past two games. Uh, Xavier Howard locked down DeAndre Hopkins last week. He's been playing well. Byron Jones been playing well as well. So we got the cornerbacks set back there. Um, offensive line has been holding up for a, a lineup that has you know two rookies and and Jesse Davis on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been impressed so far. And I think, like you said about your Rams, I think we're going to sneak into the playoffs. So I'm excited. Um, I've, I've been having a ton of fun watching them. So hopefully, hopefully that continues. Hopefully it continues for all of us, both the Rams and the Dolphins. That was the end of SOS, Stacey Own Sports Podcast Show, episode number two. Yes, sir. Uh, before, before I pass it on to you to close out, um, I do want to say Devontae Parker, I need you to have about 21 catches for 
about 200 yards, about two touchdowns. So ah, you got you got fantasy. him on your fantasy. Yeah, you your yeah, fantasy. yeah. So ah. I can I can win my fantasy matchup this week. Last <laughs> oh man, I, I speaking of the Jets, Cam Newton, Jets. Oh, and James White yeah. they, in the last in the last minutes. Oh, that's when I lost my fantasy matchup in the last minutes of that game. That's tough. No one expected it either. Because, I mean, the, the Patriots started out that game, and you expect no way James White, you know, puts puts anyone over the top unless they need, like, four points. And then went out and did it. So, yeah. All right, real, real quick, plug your social media. Where can people find you, man? Uh, so it's Twitter at Okazawa Ben. Um, other than that, just go check out crownhoops.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, search out my work if you want to read some of it. Otherwise, go Dolphins. Fins up, baby. All right, Okazawa Ben, make sure you give him a follow and shout out to Crown Hoops as well. This was SOS Podcast Show. Thank you for listening or watching. I'll see you next time.